0: Talon's perceived rule of the estate was uncontested until he was halfway through his fourteenth year, the year when Riken entered his life, the year he understood love. Riken was no one of consequence. He was the second son born to a minor metalworking merchant in Arnador, who then apprenticed him to an artisan blacksmith named Mikal to better learn the properties of metalcraft. Riken accompanied Mikal that day to the Kuovermain compound to help with the horses and carry the crates of goods Toman had ordered fabricated. While the Kuovermain estate employed a personal blacksmith at the estate, their smith had developed a rot in his joints that had slowly eroded the quality and quantity of his work. A quick inspection of Mikal's goods and an exchange of coins was all it took for the Kuovermain's old blacksmith to be sent on his way, and Mikal to become the new household smith, along with Riken as his apprentice. Talon heard the news of new subjects in his kingdom that same morning, and set it upon himself to make his best impression. That, and to make sure they knew who was really in charge, when not following his father's orders, of course. Once the sun burned off the chill near mid-morning, Talon, dressed in his finest hunting wear and feeling that he cut quite an impressive figure, marched all five foot one inch of his almost fourteen-year-old self to the receiving courtyard, where the estate's small smithy lay. As he turned the corner, Talon felt he had been struck in the head by a hammer and became paralyzed in his tracks. The whole world turned gray around him, with only a single figure remaining in vivid color. Standing a good head taller than himself in a sleeveless cloth jerkin and calfskin leather breeches was a boy not much older than himself. Raven black hair dagger-cut into short, thick locks, as was the custom for smiths, shining like polished obsidian in the early morning light. Gray eyes the color of the thunderheads that brought rain and lightning on summer afternoons. Broad yet delicate features accented by long, dark eyelashes and full lips smiling even while doing the menial task at hand. Bare arms and shoulders flexed with the beginnings of the powerful corded muscle that smiths were renowned for, but not yet the bulky, swollen mass they would undoubtedly become. Lean and lithe and so full of life stood Riken. There had never been another person even close to Talon's age on the estate in the entirety of his life, much less a boy. Talon had, of course, seen other children, but always from afar, and was certainly never permitted to interact with them. Now here was this boy like some character from the historical fictions his tutor made him read. He seemed much closer to being a man than Talon was, even though they were practically the same age. A self-consciousness overcame Talon. He had never felt more silly or more childish or more like a child in his privileged life. His clothes suddenly seemed like a jester suit, his body weak and frail, and even his wild, beautiful hair that he was so proud of just seemed like a frivolous ornament. Talon wanted to run and hide before this boy could see him, but it was too late. Riken was already looking up from his task of gathering oak splits to feed the forge. Riken spotted Talon immediately. Talon felt the boy's eyes traveling over him and feared whatever assessments he might have made of him. Well, don't just stand there. Grab as many splits as you can carry and help me get this forgelet before Mikal gets here. The boy's voice carried a tone of conspiracy and intrigue like this was some forbidden favor and a secret mission he was assigning. Talon's feet moved before his mind could process that he had just been given an order from someone other than his parents. The boy had spoken to him. The boy who he now desperately wanted the approval of and to be his friend. The boy he longed to be just like, even though he knew nothing about him. This breathtaking boy had said words to him and wanted him to help with this critical task. Talon ran over, grabbed two of the smaller splits of oak, one more than he probably should have carried, and trundled into the smithy behind the raven-haired boy. Just put the wood over there with the rest while I get this fire lit. Hearing no verbal response but seeing Talon following directions, Riken continued as he hunched over, looking deep into the firebox under the forge. I see you know the trick is feeding the fire with the smaller pieces first, so those you brought are perfect. Talon beamed. He couldn't remember when he felt more satisfaction from a compliment. Even though he knew the boy probably recognized, Talon had no idea how to light a fire in a hearth, much less a forge. Okay, I got the starter kindling going. Hand me that split you just brought in. I'm Riken, by the way. And you are? Riken grabbed the split of oak Talon was offering as he spoke. There was a long pause as Talon found himself completely lost in the moment of handing the split to Riken, caught in the instant when both their hands were holding the same object. Then, realizing the awkward silence, Talon finally found his voice. Talon. I'm Talon Corvermain, heir to Toman and Veronica Corvermain. Talon cringed inwardly at his automatic recital of name and title. Before, his title always made him feel bigger. But now, in front of Riken, in this smithy, it made him feel small. "'You don't say,' Riken said with the most unshocked tone Talon had ever heard. That and a long-knowing glance at Talon's flamboyant hunting attire sent Talon back into the horror he had felt earlier in the courtyard. Riken's face slid from sly-teasing to gentle kindness as he quipped, Hey, none of that. It's your uniform, just like this is mine. Standing and motioning to his plain clothes. And man, I would give anything to be allowed to grow my hair out and it look like yours. However, he paused for effect. That sparrow up in the corner is eyeing it as nesting material. Talon, in a panic, searched for the praying sparrow before the joke finally dawned on him. First Riken, then both boys erupted in smiles and laughter. Talon's heart nearly leaped from his chest as all at once he discovered that a person could feel like they were flying without ever casting a spell or leaving the ground.